This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Never joined us. I'm Sally Felton, and this is a fresh start. It's a show where we talk about your life's purpose, uh, issues we're getting stuck, and wondering about where you're going to go next. We talk about health and healing. You name it, it's all about empowerment. Here's a question I've got for you today. I've once asked myself, Are you kidding? I can actually heal myself? How does that happen? What in the world are we doing next? If we have always used medical advice and never used our intuition, is it really possible? What we know that we all have been taught is science has taught us that the that um, everything in the universe is energy. It's made out of energy. That was something that we were taught early on in our classroom studies. So when someone says that we can intuitively self-heal, are you thinking it's really too out of the box, it's too new age, and do you gasp and think there's no way that this can happen? Well, you're going to have a little different slant on this at the end of our conversation because my guest today is Marie Mancheri, and she is an intuitive healer. So I want you to sit back and just just listen, be open-minded, and see if um, some of this might resonate with you. We're going to learn what is the power of energy, and what is this thing called the chakra system? And she's going to tell us the first step to heal ourselves. So is this really a myth or a milestone? I know for me, when I was dealing with hives, I had hives for about seven years. I went to every doctor, and they said, it's psychosomatic. I thought, okay, so we don't know quite why this is happening, but there really is a way I could possibly do this myself. Well, that's all I needed to hear, and I dove into all sorts of alternate alternatives. And one that I was trained with years ago is something called visualization or deep imagery. And we will talk further with Marie about this. But every day, I would do a meditative state and see 
and actually feel the hive being suppressed, if not released. And I used color, and I used texture, and I used everything that I could possibly muster up to release these hives. And I got to tell you, one morning I woke up, and they were gone. And there were days where these hives got so bad that my daughter looked at me and she said, Mom, you cannot possibly go out looking like that. My lip, my upper lip was up and over the bottom of my nose. It was that bad. They were so swollen. And the more I thought about where did these come from, the only thing that I could put my finger on was to notice the stress I was under when both my parents died within two years of each other. That, is, that really hit me hard. And it took, it took years of processing for this to be released. So without further ado, I want to welcome Mary Mancherry and say, are you kidding? Can I really heal myself? Let's talk about this intuitive self-healing. Welcome to the show, Marie. I'm really excited to hear from an expert what you do and your course of action. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And um, Intuitive Self-Healing is the title of my first book that was just released. Um, and it, it chronological um, or organizes, of course, the chakra system, which we can talk about, but seven stories, real-life stories from clients about their health issues and the emotional reasons that I believe that the disease manifested in their body, or at least part of the reason why the disease manifested in their body, and then what we did so that they could heal. Because I really believe people heal themselves. I truly, truly believe that, um, even though my job is to facilitate that. Um, what someone does when they leave my office makes all the difference. Just like when you were healing from the hives and you had to regularly um, use your visualization technique to suppress your, your body's response to an emotional pain that you had that was creating right. inflammation. And, um, well, it was it was interesting, Marie, because these doctors wanted me to keep taking steroids, mm-hmm. and I said, "That's not going to solve the issue. Right? That's that's not getting down to the root. That is just stopping it right. from itching. But mm-hmm. that is not going to get down to the core of why this is happening. I want to know why. I want to know why and what." I can do right. to and, to heal myself. And, and I'd like to think that we're moving in that direction where, you know, like going to the doctor is a good idea, having a regular checkup, but also having holistic practitioners in our life, too, who can also be our primary doctors, like naturopathic physicians. And I, I couldn't agree more. And also eating nutritional organic food. Absolutely. You know, taking good care of our bodies, not putting processed food in it or, you know, uh, unhealthy bleached um, poisoned white sugar. At least that's the way I like to look at it. But, yeah, making conscious decisions, exercising well, all of those things. But I hope that we're moving into a trend 
where not only we're starting to listen to our own bodies, but like how you took it into your own hands to go deep inside and find out why your body was responding in an, an allergic reaction. Yeah. Um, and you figured out that it was the stress of both of your parents dying in a 24-month period, which makes total sense to me. Your body was reacting. Maybe you didn't have time to fully grieve their loss. It was. Yeah. It really was. And there were some days, Marie, that were much better than others. Mm-hmm. But I would at night scratch my skin so much that I bled. Aww. And I have to tell you that my best friend was a vino lotion and taking oatmeal baths. Aww. Those were awesome. Yeah, right. That's lovely. Well, and, um, and wearing all cotton clothes, 100% cotton clothes. Which is also important to pay attention to the synthetics that we put on our body every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, just even this morning when I was in the shower, I was, I use organic soap, you know, made out of pure ingredients. And I was thinking, yeah, imagine, I was thinking for a moment, what if every day I was using a bar of soap, which many Americans do, that's full of chemicals that I can't even pronounce because there's too many syllables in the ingredient. I know. And rubbing that all over my body every day, you know, Mm -hmm. having it move through my pores and affecting my tissues and my cells. I started off my career in healing as an oncology nurse, actually, which um, is kind of surprising for my entire family because we were raised very holistically, eating organic foods, and we did see holistic practitioners. In fact, our our GP, if you will, our general practitioner was a chiropractor who cared for our, our entire family when I was growing up, and is still my mother's um, general practitioner. And and so when I decided to go to nursing school, that was kind of a shock to my family. Um, Bastyr University is a quarter of a mile from my house right now, and you are a rebel, Maureen. I'm a little bit of a rebel. That's you are true. a rebel. Yeah, <laughs> I am. But the funny thing is, when um, I started to take science classes, and of course, I'm sure I would have loved it in the naturopathic school as well. I just love science so much, and I loved nursing. And and I think growing up on the opposite end of medicine, but then working in conventional medicine has really helped me to fully understand what my clients go through. And when people are on conventional drugs and see conventional physicians, I'm comfortable with the conversation. I understand, you know, what they're going through in terms of tests and procedures, and I can help. Well, you've lived in both worlds. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really grateful for both. Yeah. I'm grateful, yeah. So tell me about this energy world, because there are a lot of listeners that that hear it but don't quite understand it. So explain that to us a little bit. Sure. Uh, Well, I knew nothing about energy medicine myself, um, even though I've read a lot of books on spirituality throughout my life and starting very young, early preteens. I somehow had missed that part of spiritualness, of somehow I, I missed that completely. But while I was an oncology nurse, Um, many of my patients, their bodies began to talk to me. I began to have auditory experiences where I could hear messages coming from their organs or their tissues or their cells as if, you know, all these areas, which I do believe are alive, but as if they had their own personality and their own dynamic and their own issues stressed within them. And for some interesting reason, I think it's because I had started meditating regularly right around the same time period, I became aware of things that there was no way I, I would know certain stories that their body was telling me, nor was it present in their chart. And actually, right around the same time that was happening in my everyday normal life, even when I wasn't at work, I was having a mounting paranormal experience. So I started to see things and feel things that no one else around me was sensing. And eventually, I was actually having fun with it, I think, because I was raised in kind of a 
hippie family orientation. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't too freaked out about it. However, I'm a very responsible person, and I worried that I would pay attention to these auditory sounds that no one else is hearing or vision, and I maybe wouldn't go get a crash cart in a timely manner if one of our patients were to code, or I mm-hmm. wouldn't pay attention to a lab result that needed to have you know, immediate orders you know, to compensate for whatever the patient was going through. So I actually told my supervisor about it, my nursing supervisor, fully expecting to get a psyche valve and get suspended because that's exactly what I would have done if I was the nurse supervisor. Right. And, and to my delight and my gratitude, um, she told me that I was seeing energy and that I needed to start laying my hands on our patients. And um, the supervisor, she's now um, the manager of Cancer Care Alliance, Seattle Cancer Care Alliance here in Seattle, and has gone on to get um, all the way through to get her master's degree in nursing, actually I think beyond that, now that I just interviewed her recently on the radio. And, and it's so fascinating to me that even in the conventional world, we have people who are open and interested and aware of things that are non-conventional. So That's she right. really directed my career from that moment on. Um, you know, I began to lay hands on people, and I had the most profound experience the first time I did with intent that I touched hundreds of people in the hospital and started to formulate a dictionary in my mind of what, what energetically they looked like in, in my mm-hmm. impressions, and then I would go out to their medical chart and read conventional medicines, um, take on their health and well-being, and it's how I um, created um, the encyclopedia in my mind of what energy medicine means to me. So let's talk about chakras, because that plays an important role in your intuitive self-healing because they are so much a part of you as you are a part of them. So explain to my listeners what are chakras, how long has this been in the pipeline, and this is not New Age stuff. It really isn't. I mean, truly, even if we look at healing and laying on of hands, we can find information in any religious text anywhere on the globe. So, you know, touching someone else and providing a moment of peace and calm and healing is very old. Um, chakras are, were originated in Sanskrit, so 2000 B.C., a long, long time ago. And, and 2000 B.C.? Yeah, amazing, right? Amazing. That's not just yesterday. <laughs> no, it's certainly not. And, and chakras are wheels or discs. That, that's what the term means um, in the literal sense. But they're etheric forms of energy that spin and rotate in the body. Many people view them as orbs. Um, there are seven primary chakras that line the core of the body from the top of the head to the pelvic floor. Um, and then we have over 3,000 minor chakras in the body that are in muscle mass, subcutaneous tissue, bones, cartilage. Um, and they're much smaller. They're about the size of a nickel, where the primary large chakras are about two and a half inches in diameter. And so these, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so these Chakras receive and transmit life force energy, and the primary ones, the ones that we know the most about, that we can find the most research about, um, they emanate a particular color um, based on like the primary colors or the rainbow, which I always find fascinating. And each one governs a large anatomical location of the body, and most importantly in energy medicine, an emotional component for the human life experience. 
And so the premises in energy medicine is that before a dis-ease hits the body, which could be physical, but emotional problems in, in our life, I believe, are dis-ease as well, you know, or not living one's life passion, which your show is so dedicated to, or um, not having a fulfilling relationship or having financial problems. Those are also dis-ease in our life. And so each one of the chakra governs an emotional component and the, the, the intent of the healer, um, if someone's seen a practitioner, because people can work on themselves too, of course, is to move blockages and barriers and stagnant energy that's constricting the flow of vital life force energy through these vortices. We have to take a quick break, Marie, but I want to uh, tell our listeners, when we come back, you will identify each of those seven chakras and tell, the, tell us exactly where they're placed on our body and um, what each one symbolizes, basically. But, I also, but I, what I also want to tell everybody is that your website is www.energyintuitive.com, and my guest today is Marie Mancheri, and um, I am delighted she's with us because we're learning a lot about energy, and the first thing is we can heal ourselves. We'll be right back. Have you ever felt stuck in a rut, you can't get out of it, and you have no way to go? or you think you do, you feel as if there is no one that can hear what you're going through or understand, have you ever thought about working with a life coach? I'm a transitional specialist, Sally Feldman. I've been doing this for years with great success, and I'm here to help you map out a plan, your plan, go at your pace. So if you're interested, Give me a call at 978-626-0090. Let's help get you unstuck. Whether it's your career, your profession, self-care or development, or even the word clutter, mind, physical or emotional, let me help you step by step, but we'll first Start where you stand. Maria, welcome back. And here's something I want to go right down the line with. Chakras, one through seven. What's the first one? Um, the first one is actually in the pelvic floor, so right in between your legs, literally. Um, it, it, you know, chakras look like orbs to a lot of people and in, in a lot of texts. But for me, when I jump into a chakra that looks like an orb, it immediately turns into a cone. So for me, they look like pointed ice cream cones with no ice cream in them. And the tip of the first chakra is right in the perineum and extends to about mid-thigh. Um, this particular chakra is about feeling secure and safe in the world, and it governs uh, the human world or life experience from birth until the age that a young person decides to move out of the home and move independently on their own. So it governs childhood, and it's the foundation of our entire energetic system. 
And, and a lot of, you know, things that we consider difficult or hard, many times they actually occur in childhood, you know, either challenging relationships with parents or difficulties in school or just the stressors of not making the basketball team or the cheerleading squad or whatever the scenarios happen to be, um, those energies, if they're not healed or released, some families work really well at letting their children express their feelings um, or uh, they, they have great conversations at dinner. And so all of those things can be released, but when they're not, they can create problems within that particular chakra. Not only to mention, you know, that, of course, I do, I do believe reincarnation is true, but, you know, you know if it is true, um, but I happen to believe it is, that anything from our previous lifetime as well is also affected in this first chakra, anything that we're wanting to heal, because what we haven't healed previously comes up in this current lifetime, in my opinion. So uh, that particular chakra governs the hips all the way down to the toes, every bone, muscle, and tendon, along with the colon, the coccyx, and the sciatic nerve. And then it has a secondary responsibility to all of the bones in your body, all of your blood, and all of your bone marrow. So diseases that affect the blood or the bone marrow are also a part of this foundational chakra. I tell a, a, a lovely story about a man who um, had colon cancer who came to see me. And so we talk about, in the book, he's the first um, chakra chapter about disease. And so we talk about the issues that he needed to go through. Um, and I describe how I hear seeing feel energy within the story. A lovely um, person for sure. And, and then yeah. the second chakra, which is in the pelvic cavity right below the belly button, um, it, on an energetic level, it's about passion. You know, it, it governs things like career, money, intimate partnership, close personal friends and creativity. And so the energetic premises is that whatever you do in your life in those categories, it needs to feel passionate, feeling happy, joyful. And it physically it governs reproductive organs, kidneys, adrenal glands, lower back, the appendix, and the bladder. The third chakra, which is above the belly button, right in between the rib cage, is um, emotionally about self-love. And it governs the immune system, primary organs like liver, pancreas, gallbladder, spleen, stomach, small intestine. And the premise in energy medicine is the more that you experience self-loving feelings towards you, of course, uh, the healthier your immune system is. And I, I find this chakra, I love them all, um, but I find this one so fascinating because I really think the autoimmune disorders that we've had on the planet for probably the last 40 years, they've been perplexing to physicians, just like even your hives, your immune system took a little mm-hmm. fork in the road <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, for like mm-hmm. seven or eight months. And conventional medicine really, in, in my opinion, doesn't completely understand how to heal the immune system. They know how to suppress it so that we're not, we don't have symptoms, like giving you steroids, so that your body doesn't react and show hives. But it's, like you said, it doesn't get down to the core link. And steroids are hard on the adrenal glands. And we don't want to impress the immune system that's already having a challenge. We want to enhance it in some way. Um, so what I, I love about autoimmune disorders, and I know that sounds very strange, um, yeah, but... that really does. Really. <laughs> really does. I, know, I know. Oh, bring it on! I love. Yeah, I love them. System. I love, love it. Just yeah. love it. I do. I I also love cancer because it, it was you know I think cancer patients are incredibly courageous. I believe. Yeah, they are. They are. And they are. They're experiencing a major transformation in their life. They have the opportunity to at any rate. Yeah. And um, it, you know I learned how to connect to my multisensory ability 
while working with cancer patients. So I have this great respect and love for this disease, if you will. So autoimmune disorders, what I love about them is that they have really forced Americans in particular, because other countries have embraced holistic medicine for a long period of time. We're just kind of slow. And we are a young country, too, as well. So, you know, we're kind of slow about it. And, And autoimmune disorders usually aren't healed well. Some people, they are, which is wonderful through conventional medicine. And so we find many people who have all kinds of different disorders, which is even difficult to diagnose autoimmune disorders, usually through a series of elimination that doctors come to a particular diagnosis. Um, many patients seek out holistic medicine, from naturopaths to acupuncturists to energy work. Um, they maybe start to meditate more. They reduce their stress. They, they end up doing a, an inter journey, an internal journey of their soul. And I just think that's healthy for human culture anyway. And I think the difference, I mean, I, I see what I went through and I see what a doctor wanted me to go through. And yes, I had the hives for seven to eight years. Who in their right mind would want that? Right, exactly. But if I had done the conventional medicine, and had been on the steroid, number one, I gained 20 pounds, mm-hmm. and number two, I felt horrible. Right. I felt horrible. The hives disappeared, but I don't believe they disappeared. They submerged. Right, right. They submerged into my skin, but they didn't fully disappear. So once they took me off of this, Oh, guess what? They're back. <laughs> yeah. well, They're and, back. And you were courageous too, and you know you allowed yourself to, to to function with your highs no matter what. And you probably ended up becoming friends with it in some way. You know, you, well, you have to. Right. You really have to. But I gotta tell you that it um it really ruined my social life in many respects. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it really did because I'm an avid tennis player. I play a lot of tournaments, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it mm-hmm. because I couldn't stand the heat. Mm-hmm. Right. The heat would exacerbate it. Wow. I loved to dig in the perennial garden, and I couldn't go outside because I would get hot being oh, in the way. Could you come over to my house? Because I could really use some work right now. <laughs> well, I would. I really could. I could do that. Because for me, getting my fingers dirty is, is something I really love to do. Right. And, you know, I couldn't go through that. And we did put in, unfortunately, air conditioning into the house. And I say that because I'd love to have the windows open. And, you know, I couldn't do that. I I could not be in a house that was hot. Mm -hmm. But what I really noticed was what triggered another onset when it was calmer, say, a week or two before. So you know what I did? I started keeping a journal. Mm. And I kept a journal, Marie, of today was a good day. This is what I did. This is how my body looked, and the hives were on such and such areas of my body um, and not on others. And I noticed there was a pattern. Mm. You know, once you are writing a journal for over a year and you're doing it daily, 
you begin to see a trend. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I was having to deal with cleaning out mom and dad's townhouse, having to give away emotional items, it flared. Wow. It flared. So I started to write a letter to both of them about how I missed them. Wow. And that was very helpful. That was very healing for me. Yeah, and I and that was the first thing that I got when you were talking about your story is grief, you know. And, yeah. and so it was just coming up through your skin. First totally. Through your tears and your emotions because mm-hmm. you were so busy. And, and, yeah. and I think it's fascinating, too, that the hives, they forced you to relax more because you couldn't go play tennis and you couldn't work out in the yard and you had to no. kind of sit with yourself to get to this, you know, emotional repression. Right. Um, yeah, fascinating. It, you know, and it's it's like something like a two-by-four hits you over the head and says, well, you haven't listened before. Right. So <laughs> do I have to give you hives for you to sit and listen? Well, you know what I find so fascinating about energy medicine, too, and, and holistic medicine in, in general, um, is that, you know, uh, even though hives are irritating and annoying, and they really are meant to... Uh, alarmist that you, there's an allergen po- you know, possibly present and we don't want someone to go into anaphylactic shock. You know, that's one of the first things when medical practitioners look at hives, like, ooh, you know, are you allergic to peanuts or oh, yeah. latex? And fortunately, in your case, it wasn't that type no, of an allergen, no. thankfully. Mm-mm. But when people are work, you know, living with dis-ease in the body that could be life-threatening or they, yeah. they have to make, they didn't have the luxury of seven to eight years like you did, yeah. even though I'm sure you didn't look at it as a luxury, then I think also combining resources, if they need acute care, then they can go into an established, you know, uh, medical establishment and get what, what those things are needed, perhaps also holistic or supplements to counteract side effects that are predominant in pharmacology. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, seeing individuals like an energy worker who can help them get down to the root cause of the disease. I mean, every, I think what I like about it is everybody can now make more of a choice, and that's what I mean also about self-healing, having that awareness and listening to your body. Do I need to go to the ER, or can I see my acupuncturist in the morning? Yeah. You know, just really listening to what your body has to say, because the body's talking to us all the time, it constantly. Is. It is. And it's interesting you bring up acupuncture, because I did that three times a day, uh, three times a week, for about seven months. Wow. And it, it was unbelievably healing. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably healing. But I also found an acupuncturist who specialized in autoimmune. Mm, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And um, it was worth the drive. <laughs> I tell you, I would do it in a heartbeat. Well, and autoimmune disorders are tricky because they take a long time. Like, you probably had multiple griefs in your life by the time you hit the loss of both of your parents. And so, oh, I did in past life, too. Ah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. your immune system took hits all along maybe a 20 to 30-year time period until it reached, like, a, a pitical mass of, oh, my gosh, we're too exhausted right now. We can't handle this grief. This is taking us over the top. Mm-hmm. And so that's why immune systems take a long time or longer time to heal. 
um, because of the fact that they, it takes a while to deplete the endocrine system or to get it to send mixed messages to your organs or your tissues. And then it takes a while to put it back on track. It's a very um, sensitive system. And, they, and all of the endocrine organs actually communicate with each other. And all the hormones that they release communicate to all of the organs. So mm-hmm. it takes some diligence, um, which non-conventional medicine is more comfortable with and understands the, the nuances of, of our microbiology um, in our bodies. And so that's why holistic medicine seems to do, in my opinion, a better um, consistent approach and ultimate healing of the immune system. Yeah. So, so the next chakra is chakra number four. It's in the chest. It governs the heart muscle, the lungs, the thymus gland, the breast tissue, uh, anything in the upper thoracic cavity. And if the color is green, and emotionally it's about giving and receiving equally. And, and interesting enough, um, Sally, a lot of times I'll see grief stored in the ribs, um, you know, close to um, the upper thoracic cavity. And mm-hmm. so when people um, don't release their grief, it kind of builds in their rib cage, and then it can kind of go out from that part of their body. So sometimes when women develop breast cancer, or men, because men get breast cancer too, it's grief that's seeped out of the rib cage and moved into the breast tissue, or heart disease is related to it. And I think part of what happens when we don't let go of our grief is that when we have a hard time receiving, you know, people can be givers. Like, you know, you you ended up learning to receive by being passive from not being very active. (laughs) You know, you had to be a homebody maybe and Mm -hmm. and not go out in the world and maybe not talk to all your friends as much. And, you know, you said it's, really diminished your social life. Oh, it did. <laughs> it did. I mean, who wanted to see a puffy face? I mean, with wealth all over her face. I would have been happy to, but, you know, I'm... Well, thank uh, you. I, I like all of those things. I find them and I just got over it. I just oh, said, well, really? I wow. just got to get it. Got to get over that. <laughs> yeah, right. But I can also tell you're the type of person who gives all the time, and you're always concerned about others and how you can help them, which is a form of giving. Even, mm-hmm. if, if, it, even if you're not physically doing something, you're thinking. Energy is moving out of your body to give to someone else. Receiving is the opposite. It's a passive experience. It has, it's not about doing anything. It's about having your arms open and letting others or the universe to give to you effortlessly without you doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's an art form to learn how to receive. So we know that when people have health issues in that part of their body, a lot of times it comes from not learning how to receive accurately. Yeah. The throat chakra in the center of the throat is about speaking your truth, saying exactly how you feel, not allowing your mind to renegotiate your emotions, which is what most Americans do. And it's blue, and it governs the thyroid gland, the, the vertebrae in your neck, the mouth, teeth, and gums and the esophagus, so anything in the upper GI tract kind of area. And uh, emotions that we have for our, ourselves are separate than what we feel about everyone else, and, and those need to be reflected upon, and, and we need to get curious about them and learn to kind of have a little bit of what I call spiritual selfishness. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, and speak from that place as well, like, well, these are my needs or this is how I felt. And I think this is challenging, like you did the journaling, which was, beautiful. You know, you yep. got it out. You, you Maybe you didn't speak to another person, but writing is a form of communication, and you were speaking to your parents through it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it really worked for you. It made a big difference in your healing. The, it did. Oh, go ahead. oh, yeah, it did. It really did. Mm-hmm. The, 
psychic sight or the ability to be multisensory, whether someone's clairvoyant or clairsentient or clairaudient, which means clairaudient means to hear clearly outside of our third dimensional space or deeply within the physical realm. Clairsentient means to feel in those ways as well, and clairvoyant also means to see in those ways as well. And uh, that chakra governs the brain and all of our senses, and it's about feeling free to be multisensory. It's normal. And as our species evolves, which we're on a big path of evolution right now, we need to be multisensory so we can understand the consciousness that's being relayed to us more deeply and experience it so that we can evolve. Um, the seventh chakra on top of the head it, is our connection to source, spirit, God, Buddha, trees, whatever you happen to believe in. Right, right. right? And it governs the peripheral nervous system, so all the nerves outside of the brain, and all of the skin, so your hives. We're related, obviously, to your third chakra because all disease comes back to the immune system, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then um, because it was affecting your nerves, your nervous system, uh, it's from the seventh chakra. And the seventh chakra is about allowing, you know, creation to love you as the individual that you are, not by any rules that you've set up for yourself that you need to have or accomplish in order to be loved. So it's about this unconditional love that comes from creation or trees or kitty cats or whatever you believe source is for you. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this, Marie. How does someone begin to take the first step to heal themselves? Oh, such a what would you say? Well, um, in the book, I the last chapter, I wrote a chapter on scanning your body. And 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 so there's actually a small scan in the, in the book, too. I can't recall exactly what chapter the small scan's in. But this is 30 pages of taking your awareness, and especially if you've already read the book or you know about chakras, you can also refer back to a chapter and, oh, yeah, that's, the seventh chakra is white. It's on top of my head. It governs my peripheral nervous system. Oh, yeah, okay, and my skin. And it takes you through questions that you could ask yourself. And the book is Intuitive Self-Healing, which yeah. was just relate, released in March of 2012. Yeah, it just came out. It did. My very first book. It's really fun. Um, I, I had a beautiful, fun time writing it, and I'm having a lot of fun signing books, too. Cause I, Good I, for you. Thank you. Thank you. So I think the scanning is, is incredibly helpful. I also think that even if you knew nothing about chakras, and you, you don't even believe in energy medicine, which is perfectly fine. Everyone's entitled to their own belief system. I mm -hmm. think that's what makes us in, so interesting as a culture of people. Just asking, you know, so if you, have, if you have pain in part of your body, can you get out of your brain? Like, drop out of that gorgeous brain. Bring your awareness to somewhere near the pain, unless the pain is too excruciating. Maybe be on the opposite side of your body. But right. somehow get present with yourself and... And be curious. And, and, and when you want to ask questions, use the term higher self. Like, what would be the most important thing for me to learn in this moment for my higher self about this pain? So, mm -hmm. you know, really just learning to drop inside and, and be your own microscope, be your own telephone into your tissues, and allow your body to speak to you because it's talking anyway. Nobody knows our body better than ourselves. That's what I think. That's Nobody. What I, I Nobody. Think yeah, I do. I mean, I have, I have heard my daughter go into a physician, and she will listen to what they have to say. <laughs> she will look at them, Marie, and say, you have no clue who I am. Yeah. Right. And she said, and you haven't even read anything on my chart. 
Well, and this is one of the reasons why I wrote the book, because, you know, I do believe in conventional medicine. I'm so happy we have someone to do a C-section who's a skilled surgeon or open-heart surgery or prescribe the right antibiotic if we have pneumonia. I mean, I'm very happy about it. But in truth, that is the reality. You know, doctors aren't trained to listen to the persona of someone's personality. We usually see complete strangers when we go in for a checkup or people who have only seen us once in the last three years for 25 minutes. They really don't know anything about us. No. And what's fascinating is that we all are biochemically unique. We're unique people because Uh of our emotions and our life experiences, even if they seem similar, how we interpret them, how we remember them, how we go through them is individual. And that Uh affects our biochemistry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they start and they can begin by looking at the different chakra. I have found that when I have done this particular work, Marie, I will ask that particular chakra to talk to me. Perfect. I will ask that chakra, what is it I need to learn about myself? And I will sit and be quiet. And when I was first learning to do this, I remember being so frustrated well, come on, I don't hear anything. Right. And then I thought, well, maybe I'm not supposed to hear anything, so what am I feeling? Oh, I love that. Or if I'm not feeling something, is the color changing? Mm. Or is there an object that is transforming? Mm. I remember in my solar plexus, I had a particular urchin, and this urchin, if anybody knows what a sea urchin is, it is a spiny little creature that has all sorts of of prickly points on its outer shell. And when I was really deeply going into, what is this creature trying to tell me? What is this, what is it I'm trying to be learning or should be learning, all of a sudden, there was a metamorphosis. Wow. There was a transformation, and I saw the spines go down, and it turned into a butterfly. Oh. I burst into tears. Aww. I burst into tears. Aww. And I think what you just said is a perfect example of how we even experience our anatomy or our emotions differently, and that there's no right or wrong. And, and so perhaps starting with a chakra, something that we think is somewhat universal, for this, it, this unseen thing in the body allows mm-hmm. us perhaps to become more curious and to let go of the structures of how we think life should be so that we can dance and move and experience this amazing universe inside That's of right. ourselves. So, uh, yeah, right. I love your example of it. Uh, also in the book, what's really lovely is um, Susie Russell Hall, who's a medical illustrator who worked many hours in, in the OR sketching open-heart surgeries for pediatric patients primarily, about 6,500 hours she's clocked in the OR. She illustrated the book, and she, um, I really wanted people to understand that energy was real, so she did gross anatomy of, of that area that was governed by that particular chakra, and then some um, illustrations of light, too, where the chakra would be um, in or around the body. So, she did, so that's, uh, I just appreciate what she contributed to the book enormously. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want you to tell my listeners and explain to them what they're going to learn 
if they get this book, because this book is so full of jewels. It really is. And it's, it's a way for us to begin to think out of the box. It gives us another opportunity to look at how we can heal ourselves. And I'm not one that says one is better than the other. I really think that we are at a time in our life where both work just as well hand-to-hand. We are so lucky to have so much out there to choose from. But ultimately, we are the ones making the choices. And I want to also give a shout-out for her book called Intuitive Self-Healing. It has been released March 1st. 2012. Can people get it on Amazon or their yeah. local bookstores? Yeah, my publisher sounds true, and so they're you know they have distributors around the world. Um, Barnes and Noble. Um, you can even find it on the shelf. So people in New York could tell us that they bought the book from the shelf, which is lovely. Amazon, of Perfect. course. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to my website, which will take you directly to Sounds True to purchase a copy, or you can call the office, and I'll be happy to sign one and send it to you in the mail. And the, how do they get a hold of you by the office? So 425-825-5671. And your website is www.energyintuitive.com? Correct. My guest is Marie Mancheri, Mancheri, and we will be right back. This is Sally Felton with a fresh start. Have you ever wanted to change a career? Have you not been satisfied with where you are or where you're going? Are you a small business that needs to look at things a little differently? Are communications with your employers not what you wish they were? If you are stuck, give me a call. We can look at what you have where you want to go, what's your vision, how you're going to get there by installing some strategies that will work for you. If you're interested in working with me, Sally Felton Life Coach, give me a call at 978-626-0090 or you can contact me on the web at www. Sally, S-A-L-L-I-E, Felton, F as in Frank, E-L-T-O-N, lifecoach.com. Let's get you moving on the right track. And how do we do that? We start where you stand. I'm back, Sally Felton, and you're listening to A Fresh Start. And my guest, is Marie Manucherry, and she has written the book, Intuitive Self-Healing. You can get it on Amazon and your local bookstores. Let's get the local bookstores first. Her website is www.energyintuitive.com. Marie, tell us what someone's going to learn when they get your book. Well, in the intro, you'll get a little bit about my story, which I explained a small amount here on the air about how I got into energy medicine, and then seven chapters 
each one dedicated to the chakra system and a client story. Um, and I, I think it's so fun to learn through actual real-life stories. Most of the people who are in the book let me use their real first name. And, um, and I've had a full-time practice for over 12 years. So, I, you know, as soon as I'm done with you, I'm going to be seeing the client, <laughs> actually, by <laughs> Skype. Because, um, you know, Skype is kind of fun. I had a Skype session this morning already. So, uh, so it was really fun to relay the, the experience that the client had um, through my perception, of course. And, and then when the story ends and you get to find out what happened in their health issue and, and did they get better or what happened in that whole course. And then there's exercises. Uh, there, there's some of the chapters have quizzes so you can see how each of your chakras are doing. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then there's simple exercises, some of them that only take a minute in length um, because I know a lot of people don't have a lot of time. I've been using these one-minute exercises in my practice for a very, very long time, and they're incredibly effective. And then there's longer exercises, too. Uh, also, what I think could be very helpful for the book is that it has a, a table of chakras and diseases and what you can do, like an affirmation, um, things of that nature that we've, we have found in other books as well. But that could be helpful to go back to if something happens in your family or with yourself. You could look it up and get a quick, oh, my gosh, this is about this, and, and see if that's true for you. Um, and then, of course, the scanning in the back of the book where you can learn to spend time with your own body and, and start to create a relationship with your organs and your cells. Um, so that's what I believe you can find in the book. Terrific. Terrific. You're doing a lot of book signing, I bet. I have been. It's, in fact, I'm going to be in Mountain View, California on May 11th and 12th. I'll be doing a book signing on the 11th, and then I'm teaching an all-day workshop on intuitive health. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Where is that? It's in um, California, East West Bookshop, Mountain View. It is, oh, my goodness. I, you can go to my website. It's under the event page. Oh, good. <laughs> so it's about 20 minutes outside of San Francisco. And, and oh, so that's great. very exciting. And I do readings in every class that I teach. Um, so I do public readings all the time. And, of course, I'll do more in-depth readings during the all-day workshop on Saturday, the day before Mother's Day. Um, and, uh, yeah, so those are the – and then I'll be actually in Sun Valley, Idaho, on May 25th, I'll be teaching a class on spirit guides because I also released a six-CD lesson program with Sounds True on how to communicate with your spirit guides the same day the book was released. Um, There's another thing I love to do. Spirit guides, they're fun, huh? Yes, they are. They are. Right. They really are. And I, I, remember, I remember discussing this all with my mother. Uh, when <laughs> really? I was, oh, my gosh. And she said she would introduce me to some of her friends and she said, this is my daughter. She talks to animals. Oh. And I thought, oh, my God. But, you know, um, 15 years ago, I have to tell you, Marie, that this particular type of work was not um, embraced too fondly. Mm. It just wasn't. Mm. Right. It's definitely yeah. a new era now. More and more people are wanting. Oh, yeah you know, to have a happier life. And the only yeah. way we can do that is by embracing ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. And I used to laugh about that. And I said, Mom, well, it's not really talking about two animals. I mean, I go to the barn and talk to the horses. Is that the same thing she says? And I said, well, to some extent, yeah, to mm-hmm. some extent. But... uh she she never really got it, but I think she was proud of what I was doing. But 
didn't really understand the enormity and the power that it gives us. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because I'm convinced she's going to come back and have to, they have to learn this. Oh, yeah. So, and she's yeah. probably learning it like crazy right now on the other side. She probably is. Yeah. She probably is. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. But I have to tell you, it has been great having you as a guest today. I've loved it. Oh, thank I've you, Sally. Thank you so much it. for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So, listeners, check out her book and also her CD on her website, energyintuitive.com. Check on her event page to see where she's going to be. And uh, if you need to get a hold of her, you can do that through her website. And uh, also give a phone number again, Marie. Sure. It's 425-825-5671. Terrific. What's one nugget that you could give my listeners today? Oh, that's lovely that you asked that because my guides wanted me to say something right away or gave me an idea and I I didn't uh, do that yet. I think that when you're approaching anything, especially your own body, especially if you have a health issue, is to approach your body when, when you lay a hand on it or you do a scan or you just contemplate and get curious and move inside is to approach it as if it's already well, that that your body's in perfect working order, that it's this incredible organism that loves and adores you because your energy is stored within it, and that it's already perfectly well. Because on, on many dimensions and, and time-space realities outside of the human condition of contrast, everything's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So if we hold that space that I'm well, um, that's how I approach every patient. I, I, even when you know we figure out what their disease is or they tell me or whatnot, I mm-hmm. still think of them as completely healthy, as if there's nothing wrong with them. And that right. feeds the body with energy and light. It does. It really does. I think what I've learned over this past in having dealt with chakras and whatnot is to sit and listen, to be present. Don't ask why. Just listen and see what comes up. Be curious. Another tool I've used is to write down what's being said. Another tool is to have a tape recorder and talk amongst yourselves, your chakra and you. Uh, I found that very beneficial because when you're in the moment, sometimes you're talking so fast, you don't hear it. And to be able to replay it at another time is really empowering. Great idea. Yeah, I've used both of those. So I want to thank you again, Maria. Marie, and um, it's it's been great. It's been great. I've loved this, and I'd love to get you back. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and have a gorgeous day in Arizona. I will. I'm I'm stuck in a hotel room, but I'm going outside. Oh, wonderful. I am. Have a beautiful day. So next week we've got another guest for you. Again, I don't have my schedule in front of you. I apologize, but um, I know my team back east has everything ready to go. So this is Sally Felton 
with a fresh start, start where you stand. That's where to look. 